I am the dad. And I'm the son? Oh, let's get Mori Povich in here to sort this out. I'm I'm the son, but it's S-U-N. Oh, I'm a wow. You are giant a... ball of flaming gas. <laughs> Yikes. Light a match. Could either make a Taco Bell joke or a gay joke. Uh, uh Wow. Yeah, multi-purpose. Yeah. That's very flexible. Thank you. Good setup. Good setup. All right. Uh, everyone build your own joke from that. <laughs> um, it's like uh, Mad Libs. I, I won't put it together for you. I'm too lazy, but there it is. There it is. Half effort. We just finished the Evil Dead trilogy. Our our Army of Darkness episode came out this week. And I don't know about you. I am so glad that we watched this. That we Not only that we experienced this, but uh, it sparked some conversation. Yeah, I, it was a really good pick. Um, thank you. We got, we got some, uh, I got, I got a message that I want to read. And then I got a voice message, uh, from our buddy Hammond. We knew we'd hear from him. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to tack that. That will be the end of the episode as I will play Hammond's episode. I love that we have gotten people talking about Evil Dead, uh, and, and their thoughts on Evil Dead. Know, what we got right what we got wrong you know and and that people are just nobody's been a dick about it everyone's just kind of like hey i like what you said here hey uh i think this instead of what you guys said and i think everyone has an opinion for sure this is a this is a really uh a movie that got people fired up or a series of movies and here on this podcast we um, like to say if you have an opinion be quiet about it because we only want to hear our opinion. We want to hear if you if you disagree <laughs> with us. Be quiet with. Uh, That's but, right. Uh, I I did have a message here I wanted to open up with, and this comes from uh, my buddy Corey Scott. If you don't know Corey, he is at Captain Temerity on uh, uh, Twitter, and I think he's C Christian Scott on Instagram. Uh, Corey's a great guy, co-host of the podcast of Terror. I believe currently on hiatus, uh, him and Matt Stein hosted that a, a a movie podcast about Taco Bell and <laughs> and beer. And, um, I have a lot uh, of questions, but okay. Uh, it's, just, it's a it's a really fun show. I was on there. Um, I did. Uh, what's the cave movie? Oh crap! I can't remember. Uh, it's a cave monster, like women are spelunking in caves and there's like a crazy golem monster tracking them. I uh, wild movie, really fun. Uh, but uh, it was super fun show to do. I've known Corey for a little bit. Him and Matt um, were a blast to talk to. We had Corey on um, broke pot mountain and I talked to Corey a lot. He's a super generous friend and a, a great guy. And he reached out to share his thoughts on the evil dead franchise um, and that I, I think something that was really, really interesting that I didn't pick up on that he did was he compared this to the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, uh, both move, both trilogies start out with one movie and then a sequel that mostly feels like a rehash of the first film with a few enhancements and additions. And then they totally veer into something else to cap off the trilogy. 
And that I was really, really intrigued by um, because he's talking about how, uh, you know, there's Back to the Future and there's Evil Dead and that's the concept movie. And then Back to the Future 2 is kind of that with a few twists. Um, And then Back to the Future 3 is a time travel back in time movie out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden they're in the Old West. You know, um, and it's a random historical out of nowhere. Well, it, I mean, it, it is a time travel movie franchise, so it fits that they got there. But it is not like it doesn't look like uh, any other setting in the in the other two movies. You know what I mean? Everything else is either future or relatively, you know, modern times. Right. They're they're going like thirty year jumps in time. Right. To centuries. To going to going a hundred years back. Um, I, that's an interesting comparison, but I've, I've only seen the first Back to the Future, so. Right. Like, um, I, I know about the third one and how it's apparently not worth watching. Uh, it depends on who you talk to. I feel sort of the opposite about these franchises in this way of like, I didn't really care for the Evil Dead. Um, but I liked Evil Dead 2 and I like Army of Darkness. I really like Back to the Future. I really dislike Back to the Future 2 and 3. I, I just don't like them. I don't think they're entertaining or fun or I think they're boring and kind of a slog and not funny at all. And, and, um, so, so for me, it, it's the yeah. opposite where Evil Dead starts on the weak link and then gives more entertaining stuff. Right. And, uh, this is a bit that we call, um... Phil tries to get rid of our entire audience. Phil angers America. <laughs> um, uh, Corey went on to say that uh, that we came to the same conclusion in Army of Darkness that he had, which is that Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness are being told by Ash. That segment at the end, you know, when he's they're telling his co-workers the story. And, okay. and, uh, and that's why... Uh, let's see. It's all being told by Ash himself with embellishments and so on, and that's why they get more and more ridiculous. Ash is all bravado and libido, so he amps up the silliness and his own coolness factor. But at the end, the people listening to him spout these ridiculous stories and, uh, and find out that he's not completely full of shit. Uh, it's hard to call him out. For being an unreliable narrator when you have a screaming witch zombie in the middle of your superstore. Like it's it, it is that that um kind of end scene when he's in the store. Uh so right. I I thought that was cool that that was his takeaway too. I don't feel completely crazy for throwing out there. <laughs> Did I make you feel crazy? Well, I, I just, sometimes I, I see it and then um or I, I'll have a thought when I'm watching a movie. And then I'll bring it up to like you or somebody else that I'm talking to. And they'll be like, I didn't get that at all. And I'm like, oh, I was digging too deep. I, 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 and then I, I feel like I, I, I just was like, oh, I overshot the landing or I no, went no, too I, far. I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought, I, uh, thank you so much for um, sending me that message, Corey, because it was really cool just to have some feedback. And I, I know people really dig these movies or 
get have, have a spot for these movies or, or thoughts about these movies. Have an opinion, right? Yeah. W- whatever it is. And uh, this certainly brought it out, I think. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on any of that? I have zero thoughts on anything ever. Uh, yeah, that's not true at all. <laughs> that is not true. Uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to have a place where people can like voice their opinions and like tell us, oh, I agreed with you. Like, like you said, it makes us feel validated. It makes us feel For not sure. crazy. <laughs> validated and not crazy. Um, maybe the two best things. Maybe, maybe we're we're overshooting on both of those, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've said it a hundred times, community, right? Like we, the podcast community, the, the other podcasters we have and our our listeners, a lot of them are podcasters. Some of them are not. Some of them just listen. And we love that we have this community where people do reach out to us on occasion and do talk to us about stuff uh, that we're talking about. And, um, you know, we're able to get some feedback and, and stuff like that. I think it's really, I think it's really great that we have these people around us. Yeah, it's cool. Um, before we move on to our last segment, I do want to shout out, uh, Song of the Sandman. I got it in the mail today. Did you? Uh, J.F. Dubose's newest novel. Um, if you have not listened to our conversation with J.F., it is... In the archive of the show, it is an episode called Let's Talk with J.F. Dubow. And we talk about his writing career and his new novel, Song of, Song of the Sandman, and God in the Shed. The, 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 the predecessor. The, right. It, this is the sequel to God in the Shed. So uh, please, if you have not listened to that, go listen to that. And please uh, contact your local bookseller or... Wherever you get books, if you have a local indie bookstore, uh, try to go through them and um, and pick up uh, "Song of the Sandman" by J.F. Dubo. It's uh, it's really exciting to actually have that book in my hand today. I was really stoked to come home and find it on the porch. It's super exciting, and the cover looks great. It's like amazing, it, and it kind of matches the first one. Like yeah, aesthetically, it's really cool. Yeah, uh, I don't have the book in here. I wish I could shout out who designed <laughs> the cover, but the cover looks uh, beautiful, and it's uh, the theme with song is the music staff on the uh, everything. It's great, great cover. Yeah. Beautiful book. Let's move on. I got a voice message from Jay Hammond C today. That is Hammond Chamberlain. Um, and Hammond, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he knows more about Sam Raimi and the Evil Dead trilogy and the Sam Raimi filmography as a whole than probably anybody I know. Uh, Does that include Sam Raimi? Possibly. Do uh, you know Sam Raimi? Uh, he might be Sam Raimi. Um, okay. But, uh, so I was really happy to hear from, uh, Hammond and hear his thoughts on it, have him weigh in with his expertise on, uh, not just Army of Darkness, but, um, the Evil Dead trilogy as a whole and the Sam Raimi's career and his style and things like that and i think he right. brings up some some great points whether he's agreeing or disagreeing with things that we probably mostly me said <laughs> <laughs> i i thought it was really cool to hear like uh he brought up 
a lot of different things and i i it was cool to hear a response to our thoughts yeah to uh, to what we had said in the video with some added knowledge about like Sam Raimi's early like uh Super 8 films and things like that and right which neither of us have seen I I, I yeah totally unaware of of these uh early things that he made so uh it's really great to hear from Jay Hammond C check him out at jhammondc.com and you can find uh shows that he produces shows that he hosts and co-hosts uh I will say on a personal level I've been friends with Hammond for a long time. He was the first person to put me on a podcast. He was the first person to put me uh, behind a mic. So you do have him to blame for having to listen to me every week. Um, but we Thank go, you, Hammond. We go back a long way. Uh, uh, he's, a, he's a good friend, and I am so glad that he uh, took the time to make this piece to weigh in and that we are able to share it with you. So check out Jay Hammond C and uh, listen to what he's got to say. And we are out of here until next week. Until next week. See See you guys. Well, hello, Phil and Austin. I thought I would record a little something and talk to you about Army of Darkness and the Evil Dead trilogy trilogy in general. So Sam Raimi, if you look at his, the Super 8 movies they were making before Evil Dead and Crime Wave and a few of the other movies he's made since, uh, a silliness is inherently in his movies. So the anomaly is Evil Dead because silliness crept into Evil Dead 2, but based on his Super 8s and some of the movies he did subsequently, I feel like Army of Darkness might actually be the most Sam Raimi of the Sam Raimi movies. It's, <clears throat> it's, it's one of those things where his true sense of humor and his in, he, he didn't have any inhibitions about kind of being himself and telling the being the making the movie he really wanted to make. So all the three stooges jokes and all the slapsticky things and all the kind of over the top silliness is very much on point with who Sam Raimi is. Another point I wanted to make is that of all the things you guys complained about, you didn't mention the thing that drives me most nuts. The beginning of Army of Darkness, it says Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. It doesn't say Ash. It says Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness, which is strange as far as titling goes. You're right. The skull I own is the one that catches on fire and falls off during the March of the Deadites near the end of the movie. I was given that by a man who worked for K&B as a puppeteer at the time, and it's sitting in my office. I'm looking at it right now. As far as the trilogy goes, it might be a little disjointed, but I do think you guys are onto something when you say that it's a, this is the 
the project films where he goes out and tries things. Because if you go and, and watch, I dare you to watch the first Spider-Man or the second Spider-Man now and not see the trademark Raimi-isms that he developed in those films come through in those two films because they're there. And once you start seeing them, you start seeing the language that Sam Raimi uses in filmmaking. Just like if you watch a lot of Michael Mann stuff, you see the language he uses for filmmaking. Everyone's got things they do. Uh, and, and Raimi very much does. And even some of the slapsticky stuff shows up in dark man. Uh, dark man is, is off. It's tone is weird because there are moments that are overtly silly. Uh, there are moments that are kind of off-putting. But overall, I think the reason that people didn't glom onto it the way that they did with other superhero films is because yeah, the tone is a little off-kilter. And sometimes it's, it makes you feel unsteady. But I think the unsteadiness actually makes it more fun to watch because it's unpredictable. Also, I like, I like slapsticky stuff. It's fun. I do want to challenge you guys to watch two other movies, though. The Evil Dead remake, I would love to hear what you guys think of that, because as far as tone goes, Raimi didn't make it. He produced it. The car's still in it, but the tone of that movie is so different, and it is such a different kind of horror movie that I would love to see what you guys thought of that one. Also, you didn't mention Sam Raimi, in my opinion, Sam Raimi's best film. Uh, that is The Gift. That is a movie that has everything that Sam Raimi can do as a director, and I feel like he's doing it at his very best in that movie. There are moments of humor. There are moments of, of you know, silliness. But overall, it's a very, very serious film, and he's telling a very cohesive story. And I'd love to hear what you guys would say about that movie as well. Overall, you guys aren't wrong. There are a lot of things in the movies that are imperfect. And there are a lot of things in the movies that probably, looking back, he might regret. Like in Evil Dead 1, the, the tree scene, I know he regrets. He made comments about that. There are things that don't age well. There are things that just are tonally weird. And that's fine. But some of those tonal weirdnesses are the exact things I really like because movies don't have to be perfect to be enjoyed. It doesn't have to be uh, some AFI top 100 thing. I love movies that are well done and well put together, but the ones that were the, the personalities of the people who are making them show actually mean more to me than someone where they're hiding well, who they are and the personality and the, the touch of the creator is no longer seen in the art they're making. So there's that. My last comment is, Phil, if you don't want to keep those pieces of art that you did, I would love to show them on my wall in a three-piece framed thing uh, on, my, on my wall where all I have all my Army of Darkness and Evil Dead stuff. So I'm putting that out there in case you need a place to display them. So thanks, guys. Don't worry. I still love you. And uh, it's everyone has their opinions. Some just happen to be right and others happen to be wrong. Mm -hmm.